Uh, last segment, we highlighted just some of the uh, uh, 20-some-odd pages from the Civic Fed that highlights the uh, various aspects of a 700-page bill that passed in the final hours of the General Assembly last month, uh, and it impacts law enforcement. It impacts the criminal justice system, uh, sweeping changes to both. Uh, we're joined now by Sangamon County Sheriff Jack Campbell to react to Governor J.B. Pritzker planning to sign this bill today. Gov- uh, governor's going to sign it. What's your reaction, Sheriff? Thanks for joining us. Well, uh, highly disappointed. Um, you know, we asked him to sit down with us and let's work through some of the uh, language in the bill that would make our communities less safe. And we received um, no invitation, uh, no reason for them to to want to meet with us at all. And I just need the listeners to know that this is definitely going to make our communities less safe. Highlight some of the things that you believe will make uh, the community less safe. Well, uh, not uh, making them. Uh, post cash bail. I mean that you look at every community, every jurisdiction that tried that, and the crime rates have all gone up. It's just common sense that if a criminal uh, or accused criminal is not held responsible for their accused crime, um, and forced to post cash bail, they're not going to come back out. They're not going to come to court. And and many of these people, this is what they do for a living: is commit crimes. And if if we let them out, they're going to go commit more and, until we can get them back into court. We're going to use up our resources trying to get them back into court, and and flat out just take our our ability to um, help keep the community safe away from us. The uh, cash bail provision doesn't kick in until 2023, I believe, January 1. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there enough time between now and then to uh, readdress that issue and to maybe bring back the, the provisions and, and not make this, uh, you know, as you're saying, uh, impacting uh, the possible safety of communities? I certainly hope so. And and really, again, my main focus and main concern is, is public safety. And, and maybe once this bill is signed, many people that have sat quietly will rise up and and you know we all want a safe community. We all want a, a quality of life that that makes it easier to raise our children and, and keep them safe. And maybe when people begin to understand um, that signing this bill is going to impact that, they they will rise up and they will force uh, the the politicians to come to the table. There are other elements here uh, that impact not just uh, police but also jails uh, and uh, police having suspects in custody, uh, but also uh, some operations like uh, you know limiting what types of military surplus uh, law enforcement can get. It, it, what are some of the other things that you think uh, just weren't necessarily thought through all the way or uh, may have been uh, hastily put together? Well, one of them was the uh, including the ban in the military surplus equipment. Uh, they, the language they used in there, they banned any firearm, and that's the key word, firearm, over 50 caliber. Well, what they've done is now that, that a 12-gauge shotgun is larger than a 50 caliber. By using the word firearm instead of the word rifle, now, any agency that uses a 12-gauge shotgun will have to give up those shotguns. And the conundrum here, Greg, is that many of these communities, and many people have gotten away from the shotguns and went to a, a, a rifle, a two two three rifle. But now, many of those communities got those rifles through the military surplus program because they can't afford them. So, so they've cut off both ends of this. Uh, they're not going to be able to use a 12-gauge shotgun, and they can't acquire a, a, an M16 or an M4 rifle through the LESO program. So that's if, if law enforcement would have been at the table, or at least law enforcement that knew what they were doing, they would have told them, change that word firearm to a rifle, and, and we can nobody, – nobody has a 50-caliber rifle anyway. It was kind of silly, but 
that, again, we were not included on these conversations, and we could help them work through that. We're talking with Sheriff Jack Campbell here in Sangamon County on the WMAY Morning News feed, getting his reaction to Governor J.B. Pritzker set to sign uh, HB 3653, which was passed in the final hours of the previous uh, General Assembly. Uh, and now it's uh, up for the governor to act. Uh, we've seen uh, even uh, the, 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 the chiefs of police of Illinois share a, a note from the chief of police for Gulf Shores, Alabama, uh, saying that, uh, you know, they're getting some highly qualified, young, well-educated law enforcement officials apply down there and uh, they have indication that people from Illinois law enforcement officials are applying in other states. Uh, have you seen similar indication? What's uh, what's the morale like with uh, with your officers? Well, I have not seen it personally yet. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, we try to talk to them every day. We to this point, we've said, you know, don't worry about it. It hasn't been signed. Let us, you know, you go out and do your job. Let us worry about, you know, the political side of this. And now that this is set to happen, probably today, um, I'm going to have to go back to all the briefings and talk to them again. You know, Springfield Salmon County is a great place to live. The, the crime rate um, has always been fairly low here. Uh, we saw some of the shootings over the weekend where people from out of town. Um, and that's a concern. But, you know, it, it's, it does concern me that we're going to have people that are going to leave, retire early, uh, change professions altogether. And, and all these things coupled together just make us less safe. And, Greg, let me tell you, do you remember Governor Pritzker was one of the first people that when some of the sheriffs around the state chose not to enforce his executive order involving uh, the pandemic, he was the first one to say that any death in that county would be on that sheriff. Well, I'm going to repeat back that then any community that becomes less safe, especially if there's a, a victim of a homicide when somebody that should have been in, in jail but they were allowed out, um, then I would say that he has to own those those deaths and those crime rates also. Sheriff Jack Campbell here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. A uh, variety of other things in here about the use of force, kind of bringing about uh, statewide standards, having uh, databases about official misconduct, and so on. But uh, one of the things that's in here that kind of caught my eye was uh, administrative investigations and anonymous complaints. Apparently, uh, this is going to allow for anonymous complaints to the uh, law enforcement training and standards board against uh, what officers against uh, police departments uh, I, I don't people have a right to face their accuser yes in fact i don't i'm not sure how they're going to get through this but in the uniform peace officers disciplinary act there's a specific provision that says there has to be a signed affidavit on a complaint against a police officer so i'm not sure if they again if the people that drafted this bill have thought this through to understand that there's going to be some constitutional problems. Um, you know, I know I already know batteries of attorneys that are looking this over, and I've already seen some of the rough drafts of many of the constitutional problems with this bill. And and let me say that being said, Greg, that law enforcement agencies um, and the organizations that represent them were willing to talk about uh, police reform. We all want um, we, nobody wants a bad police officer in their ranks, and and you you've heard it before that that uh, every good officer wants to get rid of bad officers also. But this wasn't the way to do it. Um, this is this is going to cause a lot more confusion. Uh, it's going to cause a lot more lawsuits. And, and overall, again, my, my fear is a, a drop in public safety. Well, and not just lawsuits from, uh, you know, uh, criminals or suspected criminals suing law enforcement, but you're saying uh, law enforcement possibly suing the state? Absolutely. I mean, there's. Think about it. There's. I mean, there's already. You know, statutes have been in place for for decades that, that give them some some protection. And and again, imagine somebody that just gets arrested that now wants to to make you know somebody's life difficult. Uh, a police officer that arrested them. All they have to do is file these anonymous complaints every day. 
we could have we could have files full of anonymous complaints, and it takes up our time and resources to investigate them all, which we'd be required to do, and and and, and it's, it's just simply not fair to the officers um, to allow that. It, it's put your name on it, and then if we find out that you've lied, you know, then you're going to be responsible for for filing a false police report. Sheriff Jack Campbell, greatly appreciate you taking the time on such short notice. Of course, the governor is set to sign that bill today at noon up in Chicago. Uh, and I imagine we'll hear a lot more reaction uh, in the days, weeks, and years to come. Uh, we'll keep track of it. <laughs> all right, I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Greg.